Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Your passion for architecture will exceed your expectations when you have a thriving business to fuel that passion. Build a better business, be a better architect. Well, a thriving business starts with planning for profit. Download your free course, Profit for Small Firm Architects, at entrearchitect.com slash free course. You're listening to Entree Architect Podcast, and this is episode 201. Welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup right now, or you may be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. We are building a new house for our family and, and I'm going to share our process and our progress with you right here at Entree Architect Podcast. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, Gusto, FreshBooks, BQE Software, and RCAT. And I'm going to share more about these great companies later in the show. But before we get started here, I want you to just take a quick note to schedule some time this week to go visit them because they support us and we support you. So by letting them know that you appreciate them 
You're helping out the Entree Architect podcast and you're helping out the Entree Architect community. They support us, we support them. That's how it works. So, Gusto, FreshBooks, BQE Software, and RCAT. Go tell them thanks. So, this last fall, just a few months ago, Anne Marie and I purchased a 1.2 acre lot in a small, mature subdivision located in Weddington, North Carolina. So, any of you listeners out there in uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina area, we're heading your way. We're going to build a new house for our family. For those of you who may be new to this podcast, Anne Marie is my wife. She's an architect and my partner here at Five Cat Studio, our residential uh, architecture firm based here where I am now, where we've lived for many, many years. I've lived in the region my whole life. Uh, we're based in Westchester County, New York right now. We've been here for about 20 years and we're about 700 miles from our new lot. So let me, t- let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story of the last 20 years. For about 20 years, about 20 years ago, much of our family moved from this New York metro area. I grew up in um, northern New Jersey, just outside of New York City. Um, Anne-Marie grew up in Rockland County, New York, also just outside of New York City. Um, and our families, our brothers, um, both sets of brothers, I have two brothers, Anne-Marie has two brothers. Uh, Anne-Marie is the oldest, she has two younger brothers. I'm the middle, I have my younger brother and my older brother. Uh, everybody moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, to that region of, of North Carolina. Both my brothers moved to uh, the Lake Norman area, north of Charlotte, North Carolina. And Anne-Marie's brothers moved south of Charlotte. Coincidentally, they did not know each other. They did not have any reason to uh, all move down there at the same time, same place. But they did. It just sort of happened that Anne-Marie's brothers moved south of Charlotte. My brothers moved north of Charlotte. Uh, both of our parents, um, our sets of parents, Anne-Marie's parents live in Rockland still, or actually that's part of the news, stay tuned. Um, and my parents still live in the house that I grew up in, in Paramus, New Jersey. And so everybody's here. So my, my, you know, my parents, Anne-Marie's parents are here. My mom and dad, uh, they spend their summers up at the St. Lawrence River, way upstate New York up on the border of Canada. They have a little tiny cottage right on the river, the St. Lawrence River uh, in northern New York State. And so they spend their summers there and they spend their winters uh, in Florida, in the uh, in Cape Coral near Sanibel Island by Fort Myers. So you've, you've west coast, Gulf Coast. Um, they spend about two or three months between seasons here in, the, in New Jersey. Um, Anne Marie's parents, have been in Rockland County since 1969. Um, and uh, they've been here all along. So we've been here, right? So Anne-Marie's parents, uh, I mean, it's so so ever since moving, our brothers have, have been trying to convince us all uh, to move to North Carolina, to make that big move that they made 20 years ago. So ever since moving, 20 years ago, they've been trying to convince us to leave the cold, to leave the... The, the New York area and come down to where they are. Uh, they're thriving, they're booming, they're doing great things down there. Uh, and they wanted us to be part of that and be part of their, their life down there. And so um, we've always stayed here. Since our parents are here, 
we're here. That's that was what we wanted. Our our top priority is our family and our kids. Uh, and and Anne Marie's parents have been a, a significant presence in raising our children. They've been they've been part of the the uh, raising of our children since our first uh, uh, born son James was born. Uh, they've been part of that. When we first started our firm and and James was just born, uh, Anne Marie's mom would help by caring for James and for all of our kids as they were born. Uh, to allow Anne Marie and I to start and build Five Cat Studio, our architecture firm. And so uh, Anne Marie's mother, Diana, was a significant part, a significant uh, uh, ingredient in our integrated life. You've heard me talk about integrated life and, and our integrated life here uh, at Five Cat Studio. And, and I don't believe in balanced lives. I think that it's an integrated life, both work and you know your firm and your family they sort of when you are a small firm architect uh, you have the opportunity to live an integrated life to have a home studio potentially um, and sort of uh, be mom and dad when you need to be mom and dad and to be architects when you need to be architects and you can build this life around that idea that you are uh, those pieces when you need to be those pieces rather than trying to balance something that there's equal weight on either side because sometimes um the weight, the scale is out of balance, right? It's sometimes you need to spend more time with the family. Sometimes you need to spend more time uh, with with work. And Anne Marie's mom uh, was a critical piece to that. As we were we were growing up, we did not do or not uh, as our children were growing up and our firm was growing, uh, we did not do daycare because that's the alternative, right? Is to is to have daycare for your kids so you can work. Um, but we wanted uh, our, fa uh, our family to be part of that. And so Anne-Marie's mom uh, was this critical piece to that. And so she was here. Uh, our families were here. And so that was the reason we were here, right? We live in Westchester County, New York. Um, we are about 40 minutes north of New York City. So that sort of gives you uh, a, a, an idea of where we are. Um, and And... Over the past 20 years, the reason we haven't left, and there's, there's many, many great reasons to stay here. This is a great place to live. This is a great place to raise children. This is a great place to build a business. Um, the, being so close to New York City allows us uh, to visit New York City, a place that so many people uh, dream of, of visiting. We could go there anytime we wanted to and do anything there that we chose. Uh, 40 minute ride south and we're in the heart of New York City. So uh, that is a great reason to stay here in Westchester County. Um, it also provides a, a fantastic client base for our high-end residential architecture firm. Um, the people who work and and run New York City, you know, Wall Street traders, uh, CEOs, um, executives, they all live outside of the city, not all of them, but many, many of them raise their children outside of the city in Greenwich, Connecticut, in Westchester County, um, in northern New Jersey. Those are the places that that market live. And so we built our firm serving those clients. And so Westchester County may be one of the best places in the country to build a high-end residential architecture firm that specializes in additions and alterations uh, whole house renovations. That's what we do. That's what's what we do at Five Cat Studio. And so there is probably no better place uh, in all of the country to build the firm that we've built. 
Um, also, another reason to stay is that Chappaqua Schools, Chappaqua, New York, is the, is the, the town that we live in uh, within Westchester County. Chappaqua Schools are rated top in the nation. Like literally, you, you make a list of all the schools, they're in the, t- the top uh, 10 or so, something like that, uh, when you look at the ratings of, of where these schools stand. And so um, that's a great reason to stay here in Westchester County. So these are the things that sort of, um, as we considered this over the years, these are the things that have kept us here. We also love our house. We love our little cottage in the woods here in Chappaqua. It's, we built, we bought it at, um, at it was 900 square feet when we bought it. We put, we put in an addition on it and, and raised the second floor. And we, we now have, I don't know, about 2000 square feet or so. Um, we found it in complete disrepair. It absolutely would have been torn down if anyone would have bought it. It was built in 1934. It's this little stucco cottage in the woods and we saved it. We saved this house. And it's a great house. And for 20 years, we've been restoring it and we've been building, you know, uh, making it a home and we've built beautiful gardens around it. It is a fantastic place. It is a garden oasis in the woods of Westchester County. It is beautiful. And our family was built here, right? And so our kids were born here. Our house is here. We're here. It is so hard to consider leaving this place and the many, many, many opportunities that Westchester County affords us, you know? So when we, when over the years, as our brothers have tried to convince us to move south and the many, many opportunities that, that, uh, that they have in North Carolina with a booming economy, a booming uh, construction uh, industry, um, they've been con- trying to convince us to move there for years. Uh, both of Anne Marie's brothers are in construction. James, uh, her 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 um, youngest brother, is uh, a, con- a commercial mason, uh, very very successful down in North Carolina, and her other brother also is in construction as well, uh, doing um, large site work projects. My older brother um, is in in um, uh, Lake Norman area. And he is a uh, photographer. He does all of our architectural photography. But he, his passion and his specialty is motorsports photography. You can check him out. It's uh, Scott LePage. You should search him up. He does amazing automotive racing photography, motorsports. Um, and my younger brother is a very, very successful real estate, residential real estate broker in the Lake Norman area. And so there are many, many reasons to go down there, right? That we have... Uh, contacts in and in, in construction and real estate and so there are many many opportunities to follow our brothers down to North Carolina and leave the place that we've built our family here and and there are also many other reasons to to leave you know it, it's cold here right now this is January 3rd I'm recording this um, it's been uh, in the teens for the past week uh, and it's gone down to close to zero degrees uh, uh, almost every day. It's been in the single digits every day in, in this past week. It is cold in the winter. Uh, and there's times where we get lots and lots of snow. Um, and so that's one reason to move south. Is that we don't, the North Carolina, Charlotte area uh, still has seasons, but doesn't have the massive cold that we have here uh, and the snow that we have here. Um, also, another reason 
to potentially leave the New York metropolitan area is that it's very, very, very expensive. Our taxes are crazy high. And the, the, um, the cost of living here is very expensive. And we feel that every day, every month that we, we, um, we go through our expenses, we feel that expense of living in Westchester County. It is not something that just gets absorbed in, in the daily life of what we do. Uh, we feel it every single month of how expensive it is to live here. Um, and another reason, uh, the negative side, I'm sort of going through the pros and cons here of, of being in the New York metropolitan area, is that it's very, very stressful. You know, when I, when I leave this region, I realize how stressful this region is. When I go on vacation or I visit North Carolina, uh, people are happy and they are, they're not as stressed and, and hurried and rushed as people are here. Um, there is a tremendous amount of success drive here in the New York metropolitan area. Um, and with that comes massive stress. Um, you can see it on our clients' faces. You see it in the people in the stores. Very few people sort of uh, smile and say hello. And when you leave this region, you realize that the rest of the country doesn't do that. The rest of the country uh, are, are more friendly and they're less stressed and they're less less hurried. Um, and so there are pros and cons to that, um, but but that's one of the reasons why if, if we did go, it would be a, a less stressful place to live. And so... Um, We've gone through this pros and cons list over the last 20 years, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and the pros have outweighed the cons for the past two decades. For the last 20 years, we've gone through this list, not necessarily so intentionally or so specifically as I have just gone through it, but we've gone through this back and forth. Uh, and so we've stayed here. The pros have always outweighed the cons uh, and we've made Westchester our home. But <laughs> this past summer, something changed. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect Gusto, FreshBooks, Core by BQE Software, and RCAT. Payroll and benefits are hard. Especially when you're a small business, you don't have time to be an expert in things like taxes and regulations, right? And the old school payroll providers, they just don't get it. They aren't built for the way that we work. It's so frustrating. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR, human resources, easy for small business. Modern technology does all the heavy lifting so it's easy for us to get it right. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. And to help support the show, the Entree Architect Podcast, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free. Three months free. Once you run your first payroll, just go to entrearchitect.com slash gusto, and that's G-U-S-T-O, entrearchitect.com slash gusto and claim your free three months of payroll processing right now. FreshBooks, our friends at FreshBooks make it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project and get organized with reports, communication and notifications. It does so much. My favorite feature in FreshBooks of all the things that it does, my favorite feature 
is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of our big, biggest barriers as small firm architects. Who has the time? But if, but if we don't send out invoices, we're not getting paid, right? So FreshBooks makes it easy to send out invoices and get paid online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, and that's probably over, almost every time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, my favorite, get paid faster. Visit entrearchitect.com FreshBooks to access FreshBooks for free and be sure to enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. One of the most often requested resources here at the Entree Architect community is project management software. How do we keep our projects and our people organized while we grow as entrepreneur architects? Today's podcast episode is sponsored by BQE Software, the makers of award-winning BQE Core. Core puts project management, business intelligence, billing, time and expense tracking and accounting all together in one intuitive, powerful platform. With its cloud platform and mobile apps, Core lets you manage people, projects, and profits from anywhere. And you can get a fully functional 15-day trial of Core by going to entrearchitect.com slash BQE. Go there right now, 15 days for free, entrearchitect.com slash BQE. Go visit our friends at rcat.com. RCAT's a great tool for small firm architects. RCAT has huge libraries of free content. You're going to hear a theme in this spot, free. Free content, CAD, BIM, specifications, and more. They have done all the work for you. You need a spec, click on over and download the CSI three-part specification in multiple file formats. How about CAD details or BIM objects? all free at the click of a mouse. RCAD has tons of building product content ready for you to use, and it's all completely free. You don't even have to register to download this content. They don't even want your email address. It's free. And have you checked out their free collaboration tool, Charette? Charette is a tool for sharing and collaborating with your colleagues and clients in real time. You can upload photos and files share specs and product information directly from the RCAT database, as well as from other sources on the internet. Visit RCAT and click the charrette icon right there on the homepage, rcat.com, and, and like everything offered at RCAT, charrette is a free tool for us small firm architects too. Learn more right now, click through our link, entrearchitect.com slash RCAT so they know that we sent you over there, entrearchitect.com slash RCAT, A-R-C-A-T. So go visit them all, Gusto, FreshBooks, BQE Software, and RCAT. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Something big changed. Almost after, after almost 50 years of living in the same house, the house that Anne-Marie grew up in, and we never, ever, never imagined would ever be sold, was sold. Anne-Marie's parents surprised everyone 
by buying a house in Fort Mill, South Carolina, just over the border, just across the border from, from North Carolina, in the Charlotte, uh, North Carolina region, within 15 minutes of both of Anne Marie's brothers. And so they packed up in less than four months, after 50 years, almost 50 years, they haven't been there for 50 years total, but almost 50 years, they packed up in less than four months, they sold the house, they sorted all their life's belongings, they packed up and they moved south in less than four months. And they're now, they're now, they're, they, they are there now. This summer, they announced, or actually late summer, early fall, they announced they were leaving. They found a house, they bought the house, and in less than four months, they moved. And I think it was November, October, November, they were gone, they were out. Simple, right? Done. It was a complete shock to everybody, and it surprised everyone. It was something that we never imagined would happen. One of the reasons why we've anchored ourselves here, we, we've we've decided that this would be where we were, we would be. We we planted our roots here in Westchester County because we never imagined that that uh, Anne Marie's parents, who have been this critical piece in the things that we do, um, moved. You know, and so we never imagined that that would happen. Uh, our kids are much older now; they're they're in middle school and high school, and so you know it, that connection, although very very strong, uh, you know, family wise, uh, the necessity of being here was no longer here. Um, and I think they they knew that if they moved, that we would probably follow. You know, and I think I think that. Um, they not only moved for them, I think they may, may, may have moved for us, you know? So, so that tipping point, that tipping point of should we go or should we stay? That tipping point was revealed. That thing that, that would throw us from the pros to the cons, uh, was revealed when Anne Marie's parents decided they were leaving and they packed up and they left and they moved south and we've, we've, um, we've gone to visit and we love their, their new place. And so for 20 years, we've considered moving back and forth, right? We've, we've, we've contemplated this idea of moving south for so many reasons. And we opted to stay here for, for two reasons. So, so all those pros and all those cons, but the things that, there are two things that kept us here. One is our parents are here. Both my parents and both Anne Marie's parents were here. Uh, the second piece is that our kids were attending the best public schools in the nation, one of the best public schools in the nation. So those two things um, were were the things that really sort of solidified the fact that we were not going to move. We had decided that Anne Marie's parents were here, they were never going to move, and and we had our kids in great schools, and we're not going to pull our kids out of great schools and put them in, in not great schools. Um, so when Anne Marie's parents, who are now warm and happy in South Carolina, and and my parents, my parents are still here. Uh, their home, their home is still here in New Jersey, but they live this nomadic snowbird lifestyle where they live most of their winters in Florida and most of their summers in northern New York State, uh, and they've transitioned, be, you know, back and forth between um, uh, homes to their home in New Jersey. They're still doing that, but their nomadic style sort of allows us to to be more flexible in where we live because they still they 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 stop in North Carolina and spend time in North Carolina uh, on their way to South, and when they come up back up north, and so uh, that can still happen. But Anne Marie's parents now that they are now in South Carolina near North Carolina, 
Um, that piece of the equation, those two, uh, that one of those two reasons that were keeping us here has now shifted the balance, right? So the schools, the schools are that final piece to the puzzle of should we go or should we stay, right? So Amory's parents have, have left the building and now the question is, should we? Should we leave the building? That was the question that we had in our mind this summer, this fall, that when we comp- contemplated this move, because now Anne Marie's parents are are out of are now south, that you know was the tipping point. Now it's time to go, right? But now we have three kids in in schools. Our oldest, uh, James, is uh, is a junior in high school. So next year he will be a senior. Next year will be his senior year. That is a big, big decision to decide on whether we should, you know, go or should we stay. Should we pull James out of his senior year, move him to North Carolina for his senior year, for one year before he goes off to college, right? That's a big, big decision to make. Uh, Henry, our middle kid, many of you have probably seen him on, on Instagram and Facebook. He's a, he's a, a maker. He's a builder. Um, he's... He'll be in ninth grade next year. He'll be a freshman in high school next year, right? So that that sort of says, okay, if we're going to make the move, that makes sense to make the move this year and have him be in high school freshman next year. And our youngest, our Charlotte, uh, she'll be moving up to sixth grade her first year in middle school. So there too, a good reason to move now um, because they are both transitioning from schools anyway. So that would help. But could we find a school district that's comparable to Chappaqua? Could we find a school district that has the 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 ratings and the the offerings and the school district that Chappaqua offers us here, right? And if not, would that move be worth it? Could could we still go if we couldn't find the schools that are comparable to to Chappaqua? Would it be worth it to make that move and be with my brothers and Amory's brothers and now Amory's parents? And for the past few years, we've been toying with the idea of moving, and we knew. Um, so we've been looking. Uh, we've been looking for for the last, you know, we've for the last twenty years, we've gone back and forth. So we've always sort of looked to see what was available. We always did the research. We knew the towns in that area. We knew which towns we would want to move to if we if we decided to make that move. We knew the school districts. We knew which school districts uh, were were. Um, were adequate, right? Uh, and in the region of south of Charlotte, there's only a handful, only a handful of school, maybe three or four school districts that we would even consider moving our kids out of Chappaqua into another school system. Maybe, maybe only three, right? In this in this area that we were looking at, there are many others in other areas of of Charlotte, but there were only three that we found that we would consider uh, pulling our kids out of Chappaqua schools and moving moving them into into Charlotte, Charlotte region schools. Um, so our search was, was always within this small radius of these districts, right? We, we looked, and when we looked for the past few years, and we've actually been looking more seriously in the last couple of years, because we were considering uh, moving with the idea that maybe Amory's parents would follow us, they sort of, um, you know, played the game and they, they reversed it on us. But we, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, we were considering it too, and so we were doing this research, and we were looking for homes in these towns that would that would afford us the school districts that we needed. But Amory and I are architects, right? So, 
So nothing met our requirements. Nothing, nothing available in that area um, would meet the needs, would meet, would meet the, the aesthetic requirements and the architectural requirements that two architects would, would, would consider, right? Charlotte is booming with development. Booming. There are houses being built everywhere. So housing is not a problem. But everything available is built by a mega developer. Everything. There's nothing that's not being built by these giant developers. And we just could not ever imagine moving from our cottage in the woods with these school districts to one of these thousands of McMansions that are being built every year down in the North Carolina area. And, you know, more power to them, do them, but we just could never, ever live in one of those things. So it just, just can't. So, so we just, the houses that we did find just didn't meet our requirements. And so, um, so it left us considering building, you know, so we started, we started looking for property within a size and a budget that would meet our needs, right? We needed, we needed more than an acre. We have an acre here in Chappaqua. We have two dogs. We have these kids. Uh, we want a garden. We want some breathing room, right? So we, an acre is our minimum, right? So one acre and it needs to be inexpensive enough to allow us the funds to build the new house, right? Two. You know, so you got to build, you know, buy the property and then you have to build the house, right? So we have some equity here in Chappaqua, but so we know what we can, we can afford. And so we needed to find that perfect piece of property that was at least one acre and, and inexpensive enough within our budget to, to do this. And so it's, it that too, that whole search became a very difficult search to, to find a piece of property because those pieces of property being built up, bought up too right? By builders who just come in, they, they clear the trees, they build a house and they move on, they sell it and they move on and they go to the next one. So these, these properties go very, very, very quickly. So they're very hard to find. And when you do find them, they're very expensive. So after years of teetering back and forth, should we stay? Should we go? Should we find a piece of property? A few weeks back, we found it actually about a month ago, two months ago, we found it. We purchased it a few weeks back. We purchased a 1.2 uh, acre lot in the corner of Weddington, North Carolina, overlapping. So if any of you know the region, it's in the corner of North Carolina, overlapping wax, uh, corner of Weddington, North Carolina, and it's overlapping Waxaw. So it's actually in the town of Wedding, the uh, Weddington. The address is a Waxaw uh, a, a address, and it's in the school district of Marvin Ridge one of the best school districts in the entire state of North Carolina. And so we found the perfect piece of property for us. 1.2 acres in Marvin Ridge School Districts. So we're officially making the move. We bought the piece of property a few weeks ago. We closed on it. And we are in, in the process of designing a new house. We're currently looking at the third scheme today. We've already gone through two schemes. We've designed an entire house all the way through, fully developed and then decided to redesign it, redesign it, you know, two architects, that's how it works. Um, and now we're looking at a third scheme today because we want to try to squeeze some square footage out of it and get it, get it down to be a little bit more efficient, a little bit less expensive. So we're looking at a third scheme today. That's where we are right now. Um, and we will be building a house this year. We're going to start uh, building this year, hopefully this spring. And we've decided that we're going to take our time here. We're going to we're going to plan on making the move from New York to North Carolina in the summer of 2019. 
So we'll be between school years in the in the summer, 2019. So not this summer, next summer. So we have like 18 months to build this thing. So we're not going to take 18 months to build it. We're going to build it quicker. But we're not going to pull the kids right out of college or right out of school um, this year. We're going to wait. And the main reason is for two reasons. One, we want to have some some cushion on building this thing. Uh, but also, we want to let James finish up his high school here. We want him to be graduated and onto his, his freshman year of college when we make this move. So he uh, loves his school. He wants to stay here uh, for his senior year. We want him to be here for his senior year. And so we're going to be here for this summer, uh, through this summer. So next year, we're going to stay in Chappaqua for... Uh, for the following school year, and then that following summer, we'll be making the move. Henry will be a sophomore. Charlotte will be uh, starting her seventh grade. So that will all work out. I think it's going to work. <laughs> well, it better work, right? We just bought a piece of property. We're making plans to move. So it better work. Um, and I am so, we are so excited about our plans. And finally, after all these years, you know, some weight has been lifted off their shoulders because we've made the decision, but now we got a whole bunch more weight that's coming down on us, right? Because this is a huge decision. This is so scary and stressful to make this decision, to, to move our family from a place that has become our home um, so, so deep into their school here uh, and so rooted here in Westchester. It's very, 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 very difficult to make this decision. But it is absolutely the right decision. And we are so excited. We're going to build a new house, right? Two architects. We are going to design and build our new house for our family. This is a dream for a residential architect to design and build their own house. So this is going to be a wild ride, a wild journey. I am absolutely sure of that. And I'm going to take you along for this ride right here on the podcast. There is so much to figure out, right? Not the least of what... Uh, what will our plans be for the transition of Five Cat Studio, our residential architecture firm? Will we move it? Will we do something different down there? Stay tuned. We have we have some thoughts, some things that I've wanted to do, something some things that Anne Marie has wanted to do for a very long time. Uh, that may be happening too with this move. Some plans in the works. Uh, so we're going to share some of those plans here at the podcast as well. Throughout the process, I'm going to continue to update you here on the podcast occasionally. This is this if you are new to the, to the podcast, this is not a typical podcast episode. This is something that I've never done before. Uh, I have I do solo shows, but it's usually based on a specific topic of business. But I wanted to share this with you. I think this will be interesting. Uh, it'll be it'll be great for me to have a record of where we were and how we did this. But I really think that you'll enjoy it too. I think that there are many of you who have done this, and I think that you can share your knowledge with me, and I think that many of you would love to do this and have, are planning to do this, and I'm gonna share my experience with you throughout the process, um, and I want to take you along here. Uh, I will definitely be sharing lots of progress on my personal Instagram. I'm not gonna fill this up. This is a personal project, so this will not be on the Entree Architect Instagram. But you can definitely follow me on my personal Instagram at Mark R. LePage. You can follow me there on Instagram and, and we'll post lots of pictures and videos there. Uh, and I may even, speaking of videos, I may even, uh, I've been talking about doing video content for a long time. This may be something that I, uh, I, I post on my personal YouTube channel, which is, which is launched but not active. Uh, this may be the thing that sort of gets me going 
with some video content. Uh, I may be sort of sharing as we build this project, uh, we'll share some videos and, and, uh, and show you what we're doing and how we're doing it. I really think that it would be great to show you exactly, you know, show you the design, show you how we're building it, show you the, the technical, you know, the mechanicals of what we're doing, uh, get your feedback from it. I think it'll be a lot of fun both here on the podcast, over at the YouTube channel, on Instagram, uh, and sharing what we've done. So um, that's it. We are building a new house for our family in North Carolina. After all these years, it is official. We are finally doing it. Uh, and I want to know, I, I mentioned before, I know that many of you have done this. Many of you have done this, built your own home. Um, and I want to know your story. I want you to share your story. So go over to the show notes for this podcast, uh, entrearchitect.com slash episode 201, uh, and share your story in the comments or go over to the Entre Architect Facebook group, the private Facebook group at entrearchitect.com slash group. Uh, I'll also open up a post about that uh, over there when this podcast launches and share your story. I want to, I want to know, uh, the, the pros and the cons, the, the things that I should be looking for in terms of, uh, joy and the things that I should not miss and the things that I should be very, very careful about, uh, that we don't make the, maybe the same mistakes that you made. So I would love for you to share your stories. Uh, on the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 201 or over at the Facebook group. So thank you. Thanks for letting me share my story here. Uh, I hope this is interesting for you. I'd love to know that too. Share that on the on those posts as well. If you do like this, I will continue the updates. If you don't like this, if I get a bunch of feedback that says, I don't want to know about your house, well, I won't do it anymore. But I think that this will be very interesting. I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. These are some big big things that are happening here with the LePage family, with Entree Architect, at Five Cat Studio. It's all uh, happening and I wanna share it with you like I do with everything else. So stay tuned. This podcast continues to grow and I cannot thank you enough for sharing it with your friends and network. Um, if you like this episode, definitely share a link with your friends, with your network. We are growing every week uh, significantly because you're sharing it. So a complete show notes and a direct link that you can share uh, to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 201, 201. That's the link to share, entrearchitect.com slash episode 201. Hey, and don't forget to visit the website right now to learn more about our free profit course for small firm architects. Learn how to be profitable, detail step-by-step -step in the free course, the free profit course. Download it right now for free, entrearchitect.com slash free course. Go there now, entrearchitect.com slash free course. My name is Mark Arlapage and I, am, and I am an entrepreneur architect and I encourage you to go build a better business so you can be a better architect. When you build a better business, you have the time and the resources to be the architect of your dreams, and I want you to go do that. So love, learn, share what you know. Those are the three rules. Live by them. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.
I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got yeah. anything? I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.